Namaste. This is short, beautiful prayer, more than prayer, a revelation. So very often nowadays uh, there is a, not nowadays, always there has been a tradition. Sometimes people read some prayers like Hanuman Chalisa every day. But the mind is wandering elsewhere. Similarly, you will see that there are Katha Vachaks. They will say the same thing here, there, everywhere. So after a year, it's all forgotten. Again, they are saying the same things. Some people also prepare a talk on Shurbindo, prepare a talk on Mother, prepare a talk on the Gita. And as this is with the PowerPoint presentation. But the Mother says spiritual teaching, spiritual speech it becomes spiritual only if it is inspired and can inspire. So it is like an influence that speaks. It's not about a fixed format. The moment you reduce any teaching to a fixed format, then it is gone. The same word, the same passage, the same truth will reveal itself in numberless ways because it's born of infinity. That is the beauty. That's why when people read and reread a book like Savitri, or even a book like the Gita. You see, I'll give one example. When initially, when I had read the meaning of something like Yukta Har Viharasya. So one way is that, you know, do everything in moderation and balance. Other is in a state of yoga. And there would be many layers of shades of meaning. One of the commonest one. Asado Ma Sadgamya, Tamso Ma Jyotirgamya, Mrityur Ma Amritam Gamya. So what is the normal meaning? It's linear. I'm not talking of Sanskrit. I'm talking of how... Because see, what Sanskrit we have today is may or may not be the same exactly as it was. But that's a different field altogether. I don't have the adhikar to speak about the language. It's very beautiful. Too sacred. But otherwise... So one meaning is a linear. From this to that. Asadoma sadgamya. But the same, you can take another meaning. The truth that is hidden in Asat. The light that is hidden in darkness. So the movement is very different from this movement. It's not a linear movement, but a deepening movement. And the mother speaks of it. It's a spiritual experience where she says, in everything in this world, there is a grain of ingot of gold. She uses the word ingot of gold. But it's covered with many things. You know, in any human nature, human relationship, many things get mixed, but there is that little grain of gold. And you must try to extract it. That's our labor. So, asado ma sadgamya, tamso ma jyotirgamya, mrityur ma amritam gamya. So, when you take from death to immortality, it can give an impression. There is Martlok and there is the land of the gods where you have to go. But you can take it that out of the womb of darkness, you have to pluck out the seeds of immortality. It is hidden in the cape of darkness and death. So it changes the whole meaning. The whole yoga changes. So we have this small little prayer of the mother, January 12th, 1914. It's a big reminder to all of us. A teaching can be profitable. Only if it is perfectly sincere. She is talking about the teacher now who is giving the teaching. 
A teacher is giving the teaching, so when it can be profitable, only if it is perfectly sincere. That is to say, if it is lived at the time when it is imparted, it is that state of consciousness in which it is being imparted. And then she reminds us, and words often repeated, thoughts often expressed can no longer be sincere. So, the same question, somebody says, what, are you, what is your aim? So you have read, oh, mother has written somewhere, no? what is the aim to find the divine? So we do this copy-paste method. No? So we say, what is the aim? Aim is to find the divine. Now imagine you know, the person doesn't even know, he's completely lost. To somebody else, you will say, aim is perfection. Third person, you will say, aim is endless progress. Saying the same thing, same idea. Aim, discover the divine presence within you. Aim, go within and step out of this zone of ignorance. Aim, freedom from ignorance. Aim, open the doors to the source of knowledge. Aim, realize the truth of your own being. Are we speaking different things? But when we fix a format, aim is to realize the divine. People reduce it into dogma. Sometime back, also a few days back, somebody asked in a letter, Mother has said, she gave a message to one of the circles in Odisha. People will sit together, they will remain silent, then they will read a passage. One question can be asked and one person can answer and that's it. Said, so the person said, why are you speaking on uh, Mother and Shivinda? I said, it's absolutely true. But don't, now you see the paradox of all these things. Paradox is that you read a passage, you draw a conclusion and you are again making a dogma out of it. Your understanding which you are imposing. So one should not impose anything. It's a revelation and there is a joy of revelation. What we can do is we can share the joy of this revelation. And leave everyone free to get that revelation in their own way. But the moment we put it into a fixed format. What the same person would say to one. See this truth is infinite in its plasticity. And two simple stories from the same Swami Vivekananda's life. One side is a monk and somebody at a young age says that I want to become a sannyasi, join the monastery. And then he smiles and then the person says, I want to renounce. And Swami Vivekananda says, what do you have with you that you will renounce? He didn't understand the question. Go earn one lakh rupees, then come and talk about renunciation. <laughs> so, another time he may have replied, renounce the ego. Depends. But there is another story which is very illustrative in his life and he is still, you know, reaching that state of absolute freedom. So before you, that state, you have certain do's and don'ts. Yeah, rules of life, each one makes for oneself as safety. But they are not absolute. If you make them absolute and for everybody and for all times, it doesn't work because divine is always in progression. That's why religions, religious dogmas become otios. So, he has gone to a Maharaja where there is a courtesan uh, who comes to dance. Maharaja is a Maharaja. No? <laughs> Maharaja's dharma. Swami Vivekananda, the moment he sees it, he gets up and he begins to walk away. And then this lady sings a very beautiful bhajan. Prabhuji more avguna chitna dharo. Heard about this. Samadarsi hai naam tiharo. So, when she sings, he stops. And he turns back. He never expected that she is going to sing this song. 
And then that is a revelation for him that look here, you know. So for everybody, there is a different way it reveals itself. And so we should understand truth reveals itself in infinite plasticity. We should not reduce it to a fixed dogma. And when this teaching is being given, at that point of time, there should be a sincerity in the being, not a mental thing. It's not an intellectual process. It is true. If you reduce a teaching to an intellectual process, then it is gone. It's dead. It is like murti to hai, but pran pratishthani. So it should flow in spontaneous contact with the divine presence within. That's what she is reminding us. We'll just uh, read this is very powerful. January 12th, 1914. A teaching can be profitable only if it is perfectly sincere. That is to say, if it is lived at the time when it is imparted and words often repeated, thoughts often expressed can no longer be sincere. Namaste.